Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. You see their posts on social media all the time. People who've lost loved ones, people with no prospects, people who feel isolated and separated from society, people who are lonely. Is there a way back from the loneliness that envelops many of us these days? Dr. Jennings joins us via Skype to offer some suggestions to help ease our lonely hearts. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Dr. Jennings, this is a real problem. The time is yours. So there's a difference from being alone and being lonely Hmm. or loneliness. Mm -hmm. I will start with the positive side first. We are created in God's image and God is a relational being. We were created to relate and and to connect and to love. Love requires an other. And so for a mature person to not be with another person, there's an aspect of your function that God designed that doesn't get exercised. You'll have a longing to exercise that capacity in you to engage, relate, share, experience, give, bless, uplift another. That is part of God's design. And and so if you're not connected with people where you can bless, share, lift, uplift others, and also experience their celebration and joy of you as they experience your wit, your humor, your laugh, your life experiences, and appreciate what you bring to the experience. If you're not having that, then there's absolutely something missing in your life, and you have a longing in your heart for that because we were designed for fellowship, for community, for bonding, for sharing. And so any type of isolation is very hurtful to the human being, and we can measure this physiologically, people are not as healthy when they're isolated or alone. Okay, so isolation of being alone and the longing for that camaraderie and that friendship and that bond of brotherhood that God designed us to have in community, that is not, in my experience, the same thing as loneliness, Mm. but it is a real longing of the heart, and it it is something that needs to be addressed. And that's why I think the whole COVID restrictions that happened around the world were wrong were against God's design. They were harmful. And we have multiple studies that show seniors who are isolated have more illnesses, more vulnerable to infections, their immune systems don't work as well. So isolating people so that they can't have those connections is actually harmful for them. And we don't want to do that for them. But that kind of institutional isolation or situational isolation, and then the longing for your friends and your church family is different than loneliness in my experience. This is a a mature desire to simply fulfill God's purpose for us, which is fellowship and loving our neighbors as ourselves. Very good, Dr. Jennings. Let me ask you a question. What's the difference between social isolation and loneliness? There is a godly desire to to be connected to love. It's altruistic. It's part of who we are, fulfills our identity. This is not the same thing as loneliness. Mm -hmm. Loneliness, in my view, is actually a deep longing for something that fulfills us. It's a longing for something that makes us whole. We feel inadequate. We're looking for something to validate, to make us feel valuable or worthwhile or accepted. In other words, there's something missing in our 
in our soul mm -hmm. that we're looking to fill. And this drives a sense of loneliness. And you can tell the difference because people have real, this type of loneliness will still feel lonely when they're with people. Hmm. And you may not know what I'm talking about by experience, but I can tell you I've seen so many patients, those ones who struggle with loneliness, know, I know exactly what you mean. Even when I'm with people, when I'm crowd, when I'm at church, I still feel lonely. Hmm. That type of loneliness is not being alone. That type of loneliness is about something else. It's about something missing in your sense of self where you feel fear, you feel inadequate, you don't feel accepted, you don't feel good enough, this type of thing. And this is the loneliness that can come from fear, insecurity that we've inherited from what Adam did to the species. Mm. Now, Jesus met a woman at the well, and you can read about it in John 4, starting in verse 4 who was struggling with loneliness. And Jesus offers this woman some water that if she drinks it, she'll never thirst again. And, and she says, wow, I want some of this. But Jesus was not talking about H2O. Mm -hmm. He was talking about the water that will quench the deep thirsting in the soul that she was thirsting for something more. And so he tells her and he points her in the right direction. He says, go get your husband. And uh, she goes, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, what you've said is true. In fact, you've had five husbands. and The man you're with now is not your husband. Mm -hmm. And what did Jesus just point out? That she has spent her life seeking to fill a deep longing in her soul, and she was seeking through relationship after relationship to find herself, to resolve inadequacy and loneliness, but it hadn't worked. And she still wasn't filled with the sixth man that she was with, and she was still thirsting for love, to be made whole, to be healed, to have this emptiness filled. And she longed for the water of life, and if she accepted it and drank it, if she took Jesus into her heart, what would happen with her, Jesus said, that the water that I give will overflow from you and go out to many. In other words, when we have this deep longing in the heart, when our spirit temples get filled by the spirit, when Jesus takes his place in us, then instead of seeking to have our thirst quenched by taking from others, others, getting others to love us, to validate us, to support us, we become a well of love that is able to share love with other people. And then the loneliness goes away because I am accepted in my Savior and I have wholeness in my soul. And then those relationships actually become very healthy and start building. And yay, people build a network of friends and community. But as long as they approach it from the loneliness, from the emptiness, there's something wrong with me. I need something. They constantly seek and people get drained. They get exhausted from people who have this deep emptiness all the time. And eventually those relationships get broken. What would you say to the person who heard you just state that and they say, have you met the world? These are mean people out there. They're going to hurt me. They're going to cause me pain. They're going to make me suffer. I can't interact with people like that out there, even at my church, Dr. Jennings. What do you say to that person? I say, notice where you just put the focus. You put the focus on yourself and other people. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't say to the woman, the world is a safe place. If you ask for me, I'll put you in a world where nobody will ever threaten you and you'll have a safe space. He didn't say that. Wow. He said, I'll give you water that if you drink it, it'll fill up within you and overflow to others. She had to take the focus off herself. She had to have the water of life poured into her soul. And so you take the focus off self, you fix your eyes on Christ. You partake of what he offers. You experience his love. And we open the heart, Romans 5, 5, it says he pours his love into our hearts. And then that love, it's no longer about me or what's happening. It's about how I can honor God and love others. And so the relationships are no longer sought out of what I can get from them, but what I can bless others and give to them. So recognize, first step, recognize that loneliness is not about being alone. 
Loneliness is about being disconnected from God and longing to be whole in the soul. And you can tell whether it's loneliness or just isolation because isolation goes away when you're with people. Loneliness, even when you're around people, you're still lonely. That is a very, very positive statement you just made there, Dr. Jennings. And I think a lot of people are going, yeah, I'm beginning to understand now where I'm coming from. Dr. Jennings, what would be some steps to resolve that problem? What should we do? First step is recognize the difference between loneliness and being alone. They're not the same. Aloneness or being alone, that's your healthy desire to connect and be with people. And the feeling that something's off goes away when you're connected, when you're back with your friends. But loneliness, even when you're with people, you still feel lonely. That's the difference. Now, if you have the real loneliness, if you're isolated, well, you just get back with your church and your family and things are fine. But if you're lonely, even when you're around people, then you start out each day, at least 15 minutes a day with God. Meditate on his word. Invite him into your heart. Take Jesus' hand and ask him to walk with you. Get what I'm saying here, listener, to those dark places in your heart those deeply buried memories, hurts, disappointments, failures that make you feel so inadequate that if you let anyone close, they wouldn't like you, they wouldn't want to be around with you. In your meditation, take Jesus to those places and ask him to walk through those memories with you when you were bullied on that playground, when you were mocked, when you were raped, when you were molested, and so forth and find out what Jesus says, that he still loves you, and that he will heal you, and you have nothing to fear, and see the tears in his eyes when he feels your pain, and listen to his tender voice when he tells you that you're still his child, and that he loves you, and he will take away your pain and heal your wounds if you let him in. Hear him say that you are loved for who you are, not for what has happened to you or what you've done. And then let that love heal the wounds and flow over to others. Wow, that is a beautiful motivation right there, listener. I hope you're listening to these things very carefully and very prayerfully. Dr. Jennings, how does a life change when a person does that? Uh, Give us a, a, a positive image of someone's life when they have accomplished what you just said. Well, what happens is they stop living in fear of rejection. They stop living in fear of what other people will think of them. The focus comes off of themselves, and they start sharing the love of God and the best friend that they have in the universe, Jesus, with other people. They start seeing others, and they recognize that others have their own struggles as well, and they start sharing the solution that brought them peace with others, and they become a person who, again, it overflows out to others. And what happens is their relationships improve across the board as they begin to practice the love and they approach relationships from love rather than fear of loss or fear of what people think. The woman that was caught in adultery and dragged out before Jesus, mm-hmm. once he healed her and he looked into her eyes, he dispatched the crowd, he understood her poor life choices, and he did not condemn her, and he loved her anyway. She became a faithful follower of his, and what did she do? She came and anointed his feet with oil. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't her pain that caused her. Jesus said those who have 
been forgiven much, love much. It wasn't the fact that she had a history of pain. It was the fact that she had a healing of her heart and she was no longer in pain. So that healing of the heart removes the pain. And when the pain is removed, we feel more free to love others. Uh, You cannot really love others well until you've experienced the love of God first. We don't originate love. It comes from God and it flows through us to other people. So we have to experience that love, which takes away our fear, our hurt. The Bible metaphor, the old life goes. We have a new life in Christ and which while the history of our life doesn't change, our heart changes from the person who is focused on simply protecting self based on fear of what others would think of us mm-hmm. to a person who is has opened themselves fully to God, is fully known by God, and no longer lives in fear and shame, and has a heart that loves God and seeks to love other people. Hmm. Well, Dr. Jennings has made available to you, listeners, something that you may have wished for. You ever thought, man, I wish I had a New Testament that really highlights some of the topics that Dr. Jennings talks about here and some of the remedies that Dr. Jennings talks about? Well, think of that word, remedy. He has a product called the remedy, which is an extended paraphrase in everyday English of the New Testament. It's called the remedy, and it's available at comeandreason.com as well as many, many other resources, books and sharing tracks. It's also available in the App Store. In the App Store. Okay, go to the App Store and look for The Remedy, The Remedy by Timothy R. Jennings. You will find it, and you will be blessed by it. I know I am. That's at comeandreason.com or the App Store. Appreciate that. Dr. Jennings, as always, thank you for taking the time and having the patience to slowly and carefully and prayerfully explain these tough issues to those of us who need it most. Thank you so much. Thank you, Charles. This program was sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>